Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Here's the headline, big guy. I cut out alcohol for dry January. Uh, boo! Boo! Here's what happened. Danielle DeAngelis in the very lovely eatwell.com website. I know. I I wanted to boo her right off the top. I I honest to goodness was like, is he punking me? You've (laughs) sent me like three of these type of articles. This young lady graduated from college, wait for it, Larry, last year. Uh, So she is 22 years old, and she's giving us advice on not drinking. And it was all, I was like, I was, I was reading, cut out alcohol. Here's what happened. I'm like waiting for like this magical thing. And it's like, (laughs) you know what? You feel a little bit better and you don't need to have alcohol to have fun. I wanted to reach to the screen and punch you and then punch her for writing this article. (laughs) This, this woman doesn't deserve, she obviously she's woke. She was the editor in chief of the, wait for it, the Rampapo news or college newspaper, (laughs) Larry, last year. So this, this, it's, which leads me, I'll hold this off, but I think there's something to be said about the nature of your business, media and journalism, but we'll, I'll hold off till we get into the show. But you go ahead and set it up, Larry. Danielle says, I learned an unexpected lesson while staying sober for a month. Oh. We shouldn't depend on alcohol to celebrate, and we shouldn't expect others to drink what? for the occasion. January included many celebrations for me, from my birthday to the Eagles winning. Woo! The NFC Championship. And sure, these are Ooh. valid reasons to crack open a can or pour a glass to celebrate, but I was genuinely surprised at how much fun I had at these moments, even without a drink in my hand. Okay, Brandon, <laughs> forget the messenger here for just a second. Let's just forget the messenger. <laughs> it does seem like, and I don't know if everybody around me is a giant boozer, but I do know a lots of people that participate in dry January. Okay, so for, there's nothing so, uh, crazy about this. Dry January happens. I did dry January this year for the very first time you ever, did. but not for the reasons that most people did. Dry, I think people do dry January because they just drink too much and eat too much during the holidays, obviously. So they're like, uh, yeah. I'm going to reboot. You know, it's like, it's like making a resolution. I don't make resolutions and I don't typically do dry January. I did dry January because, as you know, I've been on a weight loss journey for the last six oh, months. Nice. I've lost a, a lot of weight. But I kind of hit this plateau, and I was like, well, I wonder if alcohol, now, it's not like I drink that much, but I probably have a couple, co- three or four cocktails a week, maybe 10, uh, depending on the week. And I was like, well, if I kind of, just as an experiment, let me just do this because everybody else seems to be doing dry January, uh, or damp January, as some people call it. So I did it, and lo and behold, I have, con- I have I kind of restarted my weight loss thing. I've lost about seven pounds during the month of January. And I think it's all because I'm just not taking in these empty calories of alcohol. Now, that said, I think that probably the wiser course on this, and I kind of wish that young Miss uh, DeAngelis had talked about this, and I go, this is a puff piece for a magazine. This, this young lady's 22 years old. She's just getting started in the biz, and I want to talk about that before we, you hang up on me in this episode. But <laughs> they, you know, it's an eating magazine, so she's trying to say, hey, you know what? You can have fun without booze. That part of it, as much as it's just very pedantic and, and simple, is there's a lot of truth to that. Because I think that as Americans, we turn everything into a boozy holiday. The perfect example of that, the perfect example of that is Super Bowl. The worst day of the year. 
Okay, people who absolutely could not care less about football just drink. That's the number one beer drinking day of the year, by the way. Super Bowl Sunday, more beers consumed on that day than any other day of the year. Yeah, crazy, right? It is. Well, I, well, no, but the thing is, people have taken a boring game and they they get hammered and they turn it into a holiday. No, I don't care. Drink all you want. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but it's like you have to write an article to tell me that alcohol's bad for me. What I think that the Americans do is they take normal days and they turn them into amateur holiday, like for like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you know, what's all wrong the, with that? I uh, Santa Con. What's wrong with what's this? What's wrong with that? It sends a message that drinking is all we can do to have fun. That's what I think is wrong with it. Well, obviously that's not the right attitude, but that's what the attitude is. Here's what I learned from you. I'm starting early today. We learned in our house about fasting. The reason you give something up for the Lenten holiday is you give something up to see if you need it, to reflect on what it means in your life, Mm -hmm. and then when it comes back in, it has the proper place. So I like this idea of examining everything you do in your life, booze being one of them. Absolutely. So this idea of dry January saying like, hey, do I need it to have a good time? Because if I do, maybe it has too big a hold on my life. Absolutely, and I don't disagree with her at all. I'm simply commenting on the puff piece nature of this, which is like, this is not a... I mean, okay, this wasn't... You didn't need to write this the way it was written. You could have just simply said, hey, look, alcohol is bad for your body. It's poison. Can we just... Can we move no, past the I know, the we're moved past it, but Danielle I'm... Danielle she's I'm 22 just, years old. I'm just... She majored um, in journalism. Yeah. Can you're, we just but move... Okay, but you're saying, oh, hey, I got an idea. Fast, it'll make you feel... I'm like, no, okay, that's dude. not what I'm saying. I know That's what, not you're what I'm saying. saying. You're saying removing stuff from your life makes you focus on. No, no, it's I'm not saying anything. Life. By the way, I am completely on the fence on this whole thing. What does that mean? But I'm just saying in life, and it doesn't matter if it's booze, cigars, working out, whatever it is. Yeah. What sort of hold does it have on your life? Can you get about my brother, my big older brother ran every single day for 40 years, every day. He was addicted to running. Guess what happened? He had a double hip surgery. It, he ran too much. His, yeah. He ran his body into the ground. Right. Is there a chance, even if it's something good, that maybe you should give it up to see what it really means to you? Absolutely. Anything can be turned into an idol. Not to turn this into a a, yes. a a religious show, but it's an idol. You've turned something into an idol. Alcohol is a particularly bad idol because, as opposed to running, where you know after forty years you got to get hip surgery, probably not going to kill you, right? Alcohol, if you drink too much of it, has really dramatic impact on your life. It could cause all sorts of health effects, societal impact. You know, drunk driving, all sorts of terrible things can come out of drinking too much alcohol. So I don't disagree, and I agree 100% with what you're saying about removing something. Well, she brings up this point in this article in that, typically speaking, when you go to a friend's house, you go to a party, whatever, someone says, do you want to drink? And you got to be the person that goes, wah, 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 I'm not drinking. And so, first of all, you got to kind of deal with that internally. Can I go to someone's house at a party and not drink and be okay with that? Yes, yes. And if you're the person serving the people, are you like, hey, come on, have a drink, have people... Can you be okay not giving a drink to someone who's doing this? Uh, well, uh, if you're asking me, absolutely. Well, I Just saying uh, in, in general. general. No, I think you're right. I think a lot of Americans. So I go to the the Benevolent Protective Order of Elks Lodge. Yeah. As I am a member, oh. as are you. Oh, so you've been a member and, for 20 years. Well, like yeah. Me. And it's so, the oldest lodge in California yeah. in America. But Well, you know, well, there's some debate about go that. On. But anyway. Go on. As you try to derail the conversation, uh, when I go in, I, I love the bartender there. Her name's Jamie. She's just really nice. Good lady. 
you know, always just, it's just a very pleasant place to be. Everybody in there drinks. Everyone. I'm sure there's like 50% raging alcoholics to go in there. But I did my dry January, and so I was, I'll just have a club soda. And sort of the joke, she's like, kind of gives me the wink. It's like club soda. She's the only person that knows that I'm doing dry January. I haven't, I haven't announced this to the world. I haven't said anything. I'm just not drinking. And you know what? No one cares. No one cares if I'm not drinking in there, if I'm not a complete boring loser, right? If I'm just a normal person in there, then no one cares. No one's checking to see if I'm having beers. No one's checking. I mean, she knows that, and she knows, I told her, I said, like, I'm doing this because of exactly why I'm doing it. And she's like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I think that it really depends on you. I also think that you're right. There is a societal pressure. I think when you're younger, especially, there's that pressure. Even older. I'm a 50-year-old man, and yeah, every time I do- But you live in a city where... There's an oh, expectation. No, no, no. I mean, New York, San Francisco, Atlanta, any big city with lots of bar nightlife. When you go out, it's not like you're going out to the local tavern and having a burger with your friends, typically, right? You're going out on the town if you go out. That's the only thing I'm saying. It also tends to skew younger in those kinds of cities, right? The population is younger because it's, it's people have families and they move on. We know that. You've seen it. I'm simply saying I wonder if that's part of the reason why you get so much pressure I'm not saying it doesn't happen in Asheville or other small towns around America. I'm just simply saying that you have to be strong in your convictions and what you believe. When someone says to you, why do you exercise? You go, because I want to feel better. Why do you, you, you know, you go out and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to have a burger tonight. People give you a hard time. Hey, have some wings, have some bacon, have some whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because you know what? That's going to kill me because I'm going to have a heart attack and I eat too much. Like, I think you need to be strong in your convictions. When I say to people, I can't eat that, it's because I'm I'm trying to lose weight. They get it. They're on it. Most people know that I am a major religious basher. If you listen to the yes, podcast. Yeah, you are. Terrible. But there is some science to this idea of Lent in the Catholic Church of why you give things up. And the Anglican so that, Church. And the Anglican and, Church. And, you know, and, and it's this idea of what are you holding on to? And booze is certainly one of those things for me, by the way. And I have tried to, but for the record, my wife tried to do dry January. She lasted 26 hours. Are you literally, serious? Literally 26 hours. Do you think she hours. might have a drinking problem? On Tuesday, after the, she was like, I'm back on. Wait, do you think she might have a drinking problem? Well, here's the deal in the Olson house. If we're just really spill our guts. I drink too much in one serving. So yeah. like I can not drink Monday through Thursday. Right. Yeah. And then turn it up on Friday and Saturday. She is just more. She's got a flatter line. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know which one's those better. I mean, I I tend to drink to get They're drunk as better. well. They're not better. Well, what I'm saying is that my stepmom, who is a a functioning alcoholic or a recovering alcoholic, however way you want to put it, uh, she was a daily drink. She I never once saw her drunk in my whole life. Just the sweetest, kindest person, but she drank every single day. And I do wonder a little bit. How if much that's do you drink every day? Is yeah, it a glass well, that, of wine? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. That's my I point pay with one my wife on this it, podcast, but. My wife is pretty good about drinking one glass of wine a day. She likes that. It's like five o'clock. But it says something you gotta, to you. I'm just challenging your wife, who I love yeah, and I'm friends with. Of course. I would challenge anybody. I'm like, wait, if yeah. you can't quit that for a month, then you need yeah. to really inspect that. And you need to say, why can't I quit that for a month? What is it? Like, and people say, well, because I really enjoy it. I'm like, yes, uh, and I enjoy porn. I just don't watch it because it's bad for me, right? If I'm a guy that, like, it's anything that you do that's bad for you, you need to think about, like, why am I doing it? Is it an addiction or is it just, I, I just think when anything becomes a pattern in your life, and I, yeah. you know that you and I have talked about this, breaking patterns is a really important thing. Having a good pattern is a good thing. 
But you every once in a while need to break it. I think that Lent is about breaking patterns. We get there, and I'm like, I never look forward to Lent in one way because I'm like, ah, oh, I got to take on something and I have to give up something. I don't. I'm not a believer in like, oh, I'm going to give up chocolate or candy. I'm like, whatever. That's dumb. I'm going to give up something or take on something that's a pattern that I might be inspecting in my life, right? Maybe I'm, I gave up one year, uh, legendary, uh, Larry likes to bring this up, that I gave up people. I fasted from people for an entire 40 days. And what that looked ago. like, what that looked like was I just didn't involve myself in the social aspects of life. I just said, I'm going to go, obviously I go to work and I talk to people, but I'm not going to go into the faculty room. I'm, I'm going to, when I go to church, I'm not going to hang out afterwards and ch- chat with people. I'm just going to go home. I tried to keep it as low profile as possible. Only people that knew me well knew that I was doing it. Your wife being one of them and she passed it on to you and you just literally have run your mouth about it ever since. But it was a really powerful moment for me. I realized I'm a very social person. I need people, but sometimes that is a fault and that's a detriment. So I, whatever it is that you're hanging on to in your life, it's not a bad thing to get rid of it for a while. That's right. And Brandon, I would like to thank you for bashing Danielle DeAngelis, 21-year-old, <laughs> fresh out of college, like a deer in the headlights, and you just slam her right down because she said she gave up a drink for January. Thank you, Brandon. 